today, Larry Whiteside Jr., Chief Information Security Officer at RegScale, joins us to talk about diversity in cyber, key career paths, and how we can help shape the industry. All this and more on the Cyberjack Podcast. Larry, thanks so much for joining us today. I understand you have a really unique background, so to get things started, could you share a bit more about your career and what you're focused on in your current role? Yeah, sure. Uh, first off, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I started off as a, a military officer. My grandfather, being a Tuskegee Airman, um, begged me to go and get my commission because, in his words, and I and I, I quote these, you know, that technology thing you're doing will go away. We're always going to need pilots. Um, so at the behest of him, um, I, even though I had no intention of being a pilot, I went to see a recruiter and, um, see whether or not, you know, this, the, the being a military officer was a thing for me. And when I found out that they had a tech field, I said, Oh, well, maybe this is an opportunity. So, um, so I'm a former air force officer. I've, uh, been in the cyberspace for almost 30 years at this point. And um, I've held CISO roles in a number of different verticals, financial services, um, energy, oil, gas type, um, and a lot in healthcare. So for me, my background comes from a vast variety of different things and experiences. And uh, I've seen and felt a lot in our space that's really helped shape me for what I'm doing today. And today I am, I'm now the CISO for RegScale. And, and it's been interesting to go through my journey to get to this point because as the CISO for RegScale, right, being a, a tech company and being more in a cyber startup uh, realm, um, my, I, I think back on my experience and what's allowed me to get here and be successful in this role, which has got a little bit of a different flavor than your typical corporate CISO role where, you know, I do a lot more engaging with customers. And I've done that before, but what I realized, my superpower, as some people like to call it, is really engaging and bringing people together. And so through my military career, through, you know, all of me me playing sports and athletics over my uh, time, but but a large part, me actually building a, uh, and co-founding a not-for-profit geared at increasing diversity in the field of cybersecurity, and being a messenger for that and being out in the field talking about the problem of diversity, the challenges, the challenges that organizations have hiring, the challenges that people have in building diverse teams, and the need for it has created a muscle in me of being able to engage with people where they're at and bring people together for um, like-minded ideas. And so it's made me rather successful thus far, at both in the corporate space and now in the, in the, in the space that I'm in. That's amazing. And it sounds like your multifaceted background has really enabled you to make an impact on cyber. So shifting gears a bit to talk more about diversity in cyber, which is a major topic for the industry, how do you personally think about diversity in cyber? And why is it so important for organizations to keep top of mind? Yeah, so for me, diversity in cyber is diversity of thoughts right now. That thought comes from a number of different mechanisms. A lot of times that thought has to come from different ethnicities, right? Um, and, and I say ethnicity specifically because 
when you really think about um, the history of this country being from different ethnicities, as you grow up here in the States, you a lot of times have to think differently. And when I say this to people, people are like, well, you know, if you come from a middle-class neighborhood, right, and you're a person of color, do you have to think the same as you would if you are an underserved person, uh, a person of color coming from an underserved community? And I said, yeah, in certain instances, right? And so um, uh, I say, for me, that component of diversity is very broad. I don't like people to fall into the narrow scope of it, just meaning women, just meaning uh, uh, people of color or BIPOC, um, it's all of the above, right? Um, because the reality is diversity is, the purpose of diversity in cyber is so that you have people who look at problem solving through different lenses. If you think, and I use the term lens because everybody understands glasses. Everybody understands, you know, um, your, your eyeglass uh, um, prescription is going to be different than my eyeglass prescription. So when I use the term lens, Everybody looking through their individual lens, regardless of how close the, the, the prescription may be to someone else, you're still potentially looking at it a little differently. And when your background comes from a place that gives you a, diff a completely different lens than those sitting across the table, you may see a way to, to solve that problem differently. And I'll give you an example. So my fiance, she comes from a vastly different background from me. I grew up in Texas. I grew up in an underserved community in Texas. She grew up in here in Central Florida. And so when it comes to our home, right? So we had some people who a couple of nights ago were parking in front of our house. And we had a number of cars that began to park in front of our house. Now me, based on my background and based on my lens, I'm very curious. Who are these people? Why are they parking in front of my house? Where are they going? What are they doing? She's like, it's the street. They're just parking. But to her, it's a street. They're just parking. To me... It could be a potential threat. It could be, there are a number of other things where my lens takes me as it relates to people parking in front of my home and what that could lead to, where she didn't even go down that path in that direction because our lenses viewed that same thing very differently. And so when you think about all the problems that we face in cybersecurity today and they're growing, we have to begin to have a different perspective brought to the table of how to solve problems that are continuing to change on a daily basis. That makes a lot of sense. And the different lens outlook you describe sounds very applicable to cybersecurity. So talk to us a bit more about your nonprofit that you mentioned earlier in the show, Cyversity. Can you share more about how it's making an impact on cyber and beyond? Yeah, so so Cyversity is, is what I call, um, we call it a passion project, right? So many of us say, you know, um, our jobs are what allows us to feed our family, but diversity is what allows us to feed our soul. Um, at, at the end of the day, when, when, when God calls me home, my purpose is always that I left whoever I came into contact with better than before they met me, right? And so diversity was one of those initiatives. And our goal is to basically help people get from where they are to where they want to be. Cybersecurity is such a broad and vast career space, and we felt that vastly important to create an organization that was both inclusive, right? We didn't create it for just women or just people of color or just, you know, people from underserved communities because we recognize that they're all fighting the same fight. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to, A, bring awareness, uh, right? Bring awareness that, A, diversity is a problem and there's a, there's a need for it. But we also wanted to bring awareness into communities. 
Um, you know, over my career, I've had opportunities to go into um, um, places of worship uh, and go into different schools in different communities across the country. And one of the things that uh, I've found is that many people don't even know, coming from these communities, don't even know that the field of cybersecurity exists. So we, we, our goal, and we create chapters across the country and across the globe with the thought and with the mindset that A, creating communities can help us go create this awareness in communities that, hey, this field of cybersecurity is one that can be for you regardless of your background, regardless of, you know, where you come from, regardless of how you grew up. It also can be a socioeconomic uh, differentiator for your family for generations, because that, that's what it's done for me and, and for my children. Um, additionally, we recognize uh, that we need to be able to partner with and ensure that when we identify where people are at, give them the ability to um, sort of assess their skills where they are today. So as they create this career map, this career pathing of where they want to be, right, eventually, whether it's CISO or whether it's something else, how do you get there? You have these skills. What are the additional skill sets that you need to get there? And so we've got mentoring programs and we partner with a number of different training organizations to help train and get people skilled up along their journey. That's amazing. This type of work is so very important for the industry. Coming from your experience, what are some of the common shortcomings from the industry that are actually hindering diversity in cyber? Yeah, so uh, there's a number of them, but you know, some of the most common ones are just not really thinking through what they're putting in job descriptions. And I'll give you some examples. So to be a CISSP, you must have five years' experience in cybersecurity. However, uh, we have seen dozens upon dozens of times, if not hundreds of times, where it, a, an organization will uh, advertise an entry-level role with one to three years experience and a CISSP is required. Those two things are diametrically opposed against each other because if you have one to three years of experience, it's impossible for you to have a CISSP because you haven't met the minimum requirements of years experience in the field. So. The, the basic components of creating a job description that is not immediately excluding people is the number one is the number one challenge that most organizations face. And it's because they aren't thinking. They they have some very basic things that they have across all of their job descriptions. So if it has X amount of time, it has a certification. And in different fields, that may be valid, right? If you are coming in as an accountant. It may be valid that if in one to three years you have some sort of certification. If you're coming in in something else, right? So those, where those things may apply in cyber, I, I like to call us unicorns because I think cyber is a unicorn as it relates to a career field. It's not your general technology career field. It's not like any of your other STEM-based career fields because there are nuances, but the, the, um, the pay scale is still quite high. So um, organizations also have sourcing problems. So I've, I've talked to, again, a number of organizations over the last few years, and those who say, hey, you know, we want to hire diverse candidates, I ask them what they're doing differently. And they're not sourcing differently, they're just adding um, diverse candidates highly encouraged to apply. Well, that's, that's not going to solve the problem. If you're 
hiring from the same places, you're going to the same data sources, and just waiting longer. That's not solving the problem. So um, we, we've got a we've got a, a sourcing issue that a number of organizations have. So organizations need to figure out how do they find better sources, how do they find better mechanisms through which they can hire, um, and then they need to really do a deep dive on the job descriptions for cyber. Now, I personally, I tell cyber leaders they need to take the ownership. And a lot of cyber leaders fail in this department because when they go into an organization, they're so focused on ensuring that they get their operational things right and that, and that they are getting their strategies down and they're getting their operational feet wet and they're, they're getting you know their legs under them as it relates to this new organization and this new role. But every job has growth. And at the end of the day, whatever strategy you're implementing, whatever operational tactics and techniques you're trying to do, then um, you need to ensure that you can hire. Because if you can't hire, you're also going to fail at that strategy. Yeah. Organizations and leaders taking more ownership here sounds really critical, especially as we're navigating a talent shortage in the industry. So shifting gears again, what kind of advice would you give to people with diverse backgrounds that may be looking to enter the cybersecurity field? Yeah, so what I would tell people um, is, my first thing is I always say, find your passion. And I say that because there have been a number of people over the last, you know, seven to 10 years, I'll say, that have come into cybersecurity for the money. Now, I will be very honest. Yes, cybersecurity as a field has a very, very great salary range across the different roles that exist in the field. However, if you come here just for the money, it is proven time and time again that you will burn out and you will ultimately end up leaving the field or transitioning and pivoting into something else because cybersecurity is not easy. It's constantly changing on a daily basis. And the hours can sometimes be very, very long and very arduous. However, if you are doing something that's aligned to a passion that you have, it's been identified through a number of research studies and a number of people that I've spoken with and that I engage with on a regular basis. That, And, and even for me personally, that when you are doing something that aligns to a passion, it feels less like work. It feels less like a regular nine to five. So I tell people find their passion and there's tons of opportunities and ways to do that. There's skills assessment tools. There's a number of different things, but find that thing for you that you love so much that you are so curious about that you, it doesn't feel like you're doing work. Once you do that, that'll help you begin to develop your career path and align to where you think you want to go to continue to fuel that passion and keep that curiosity. You know, that's the second biggest thing is to always stay curious, which will make you a forever learner, right? At, at any point in cybersecurity, if you think you know it all, you that's the point you will begin to fail. Cybersecurity is changing too rapidly for any one person to be an expert on everything. So the goal should always be to, if you find that passion, to continue working down the path of learning more and more and be a constant learner, always be curious so that as whatever that passion is evolves over time, that you are staying engaged, you're staying up to where it's at and to where it's going. Of course. 
That's really important advice when looking at how to approach and sustain a career in cyber. So last question, what kind of advice or recommendations would you give organizations and cyber leaders that could help move diversity in the field forward? Yes, I like to leave with this one thing. If you think about any social issue or problem that has ever existed across the globe, it's not just the people directly impacted by it. And if you think about diversity in cybersecurity, most people say, oh, yes, that's a problem, right? What are organizations going to do about it, right? So a lack of diversity in cybersecurity acts impacts a number of people. And this is who people normally think about. They think about the organizations who aren't hiring diversely. So, okay, yes, it's impacting them because they aren't getting, they aren't getting enough people, they aren't getting the right people. It impacts um, leaders of a cyber program, right? Because they can't staff appropriately and they, they end up outsourcing in, in some cases where they can't. It also impacts the underserved communities who are not getting opportunities to go into a field that could be uh, um, life-changing for them and potentially for generations to come. Um, but with that, with them being impacted, it also takes allies. Every single um, challenge in history against one party has needed to have an unimpacted party stand up beside them to agree and also share that this is a problem. So what the, this whole diversity challenge needs is allies. This, this diversity challenge needs more people not directly impacted by it, standing up and leaning forward and saying, yes, this is a problem. We must do something. That means C-level uh, executives across industries in HR, in, in IT, and in cyber all need to stand up and recognize that we have now admitted that cybersecurity is a board issue that has been holistically agreed to across cybersecurity and a number of different businesses. You, you hear people talking about it all the time. The National Association of Corporate Directors has come out with some mandates for public boards that you must have a cyber export. So now that we recognize that that's a problem, how are we going to deal with ensuring that we are operationally efficient inside organizations? It has to be through creating a broader pipeline of people to come in. The only way we do that is recognize and admit that diversity is a challenge in cybersecurity and figure out holistic ways to defeat it and change it. In order to do that, it can't just be the diverse people. It can't just be, you know, everyday practitioners. It's got to be people outside of cyber leaning forward, stepping up and saying, yes, this is a problem. And we need to holistically work together to figure out how to make it better. Larry, thank you so much for joining us. This was a really important conversation to have, and we're excited to hear about the work Cyversity is doing. To all of our listeners, we'll see you next time. <laughs>